Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church. And we are in Revelation 9, verses 12 to 21. Going to finish up Revelation 9 today. The sixth trumpet. The sixth trumpet. Things are heating up. That's the title. Things are heating up. The sixth trumpet. Things are heating up. But look what's happened on our planet in the last year. It's crazy. What's, what's happened? It's been heating up. Just, it's not, doesn't show any signs of slowing down. So it's good that we're here in Revelation and preparing for what's coming very, very quickly. Things are heating up. The good news is that, uh, as, if we're a Christian, if you're not a Christian yet, I hope you do that today, but as for a Christian, we have a good chance of missing all this because if there's a pre-tribulation rapture taken up uh, before that, that'd be great. We'd miss it, this part of it. We're going to have lots of persecution leading up, but but we're going to miss this part of it. Or even if it's a mid-tribulation or a pre-wrath tri- uh, rapture, if there's a mid-tribulation rapture, pre-wrath rapture, uh, then we will be taken up before God's wrath hammers us here, as we're seeing is happening here in Revelation 9. Uh, the only other position is post-tribulation. So, uh, figure all three have a pretty good argument, biblical argument, but let's just say at this point, we have a uh, 66% chance of not being here. If all three have an equal uh, biblical argument, we have a 66% chance of not being here. Alright, so so I hope you have become a Christian, or if you put your faith in Christ, or keep, if you are a Christian, keep praying for a pre-tribulation or, or pre-wrath position, uh, rapture, vote. You have to vote by mail. You can get the vote by mail now uh, with with God. Kidding. There's no vote. It's a dictatorship. He decides this. So, anywho, uh, we we come to this part and and it's it's intense. Things are heating up. But there's always hope. Always hope. Wait till you see. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit's enlightenment and opening our eyes and just pray that you would prepare us for what's coming and that your Holy Spirit would work in our hearts and that that anyone who hears this would make sure of their salvation, their faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. As bad as it gets, as bad as it gets, as hard as it is to read this passage, we can't forget Revelation 1 verse 3. Revelation 1 verse 3 where he says, Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. So we have a promise of a blessing. This comes with a promise of a blessing to keep us reading through these scary parts, to keep us living through these scary parts, right? The, the, the end is coming soon in just a few chapters here from chapter 9. And we know who wins. There's a happy ending. Jesus wins, which means we win. So that's the happy ending. So keep going, keep going. Uh, we have a promise at the beginning. And, and, and we have the victory at the end, so hang on, okay? So anyway, Revelation 9, verse 12. We already did five trumpets. We're coming to the sixth trumpet. Chapter 9, verse 12 says this, The first woe is past. Two other woes are yet to come. The first woe was the fifth trumpet. Two more are coming. That's the sixth and seventh trumpet, the judgments that are coming. Uh, verse 13, The sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the horns of the golden altar that is before God. <clears throat> it said to the sixth angel who had, had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates, and the four angels who have been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their numbers. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark 
and blue and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions and out of their mouths came fire, smoke and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails for their tails were like snakes having heads in which they inflict injury. The rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands, nor did they stop worshipping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot hear or see or walk, nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Wow. That's hard to believe they wouldn't repent, isn't it? Not. <laughs> we live in the USA today. We see it happening today. It's shocking. So we'll get there. Verses 13 and 14, the, the sixth trumpet, the sixth angel, the sixth trumpet here, the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from heaven of the golden altar, out of the golden altar be, that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So we see the sixth trumpet, four angels are released. They're bound, which means they must be fallen angels, fallen powers and principalities. The last time we saw who they are and why they were bound, remember they're demons, fallen angels, demons. It says the river Euphrates, the river Euphrates. Very significant location, this, the, the Euphrates River. We've heard this many times in the scriptures, right? It was one boundary for the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is located on that boundary where the first sin contaminated the human race. It was at this very spot. It's here that the Tower of Babel was built, the place where Satan stepped up his assault on the human race. It was here that Nimrod, that Nimrod built Babylon built Babylon, which was the origin of idolatry that spread like a cancer throughout the world. It was it was here, the river is the northeast boundary, the northeast border of the land promised to Abraham. That's right. It's the boundary line for Israel, the promised land. In fact, in Genesis 15:18, it says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. So it's one of the boundary lands of the promised land to Abraham and his seed. It doesn't matter what the USA says. It doesn't matter what our new president is saying about Israel. It doesn't matter what the UN says. It doesn't matter what the EU says. It doesn't matter what Russia and their, and their Muslim you know, allies are saying. It doesn't matter. God has already given that land to Israel. And they just possess a small part of the land, the promised land today. Just a little teeny piece. They are, God owes them a lot. God has promised them a lot more and they're going to get it. It's God gave them that land. It's also, back to the Euphrates, the Babylonian captivity. The Israelites, the Ju Judah specifically, was carried over this river into captivity in Babylon because of their idolatry, Euphrates River. Also, Babylon, speaking of Babylon, which is right near here, Babylon may be rebuilt soon. It, the final culmination of sin talks about Babylon and the, being the headquarters for the Antichrist. Does that mean it's an actual Babylon rebuilt or it could be symbolic in some way? We're not sure. Could it be New York City is symbolic or Rome symbolic? We don't know, but it could very well be the literal Babylon that is rebuilt and become the headquarters. Whether it's uh, it, 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 don't don't think. Well, it's not much there right now. It could happen very very quickly. Boom! It could just rise up, rise up. In fact, it's it's the foundations have been laid after the whole war in Iraq and everything. It's no 
accident. Listen, understand something. It's no accident that Iraq is is the, the, uh, a focus of the world. Compa the only country more focused on is Israel. The second most would be Iraq. Iraq. And, and let me just read you a few facts about Iraq. The Garden of Eden was in Iraq. The Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq, was the cradle of civilization. Noah built his ark in Iraq. The Tower of Babel was in Iraq. Abraham, Abram was from Ur, which is in southern Iraq. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, was, is from Nahor, which is in Iraq. Jacob met Rachel in Iraq. Jonah preached in Nineveh, which is in Iraq. Assyria, which is in Iraq, conquered the ten tribes of Israel. Amos cried out in Iraq. Babylon, which is in Iraq, destroyed Jerusalem. Daniel was in the lion's den in Iraq. The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were in the fire in Iraq. And don't forget who was with them in the fire. Jesus. So that means we know Jesus was already in Iraq. <laughs> Belshazzar, the king of Babylon, saw the writing on the wall, or handwriting on the wall in Iraq. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, carried the Jews captive into Iraq. Ezekiel preached in Iraq. The wise men were from Iraq. The wise men. Uh, Peter <coughs> preached in Iraq. The empire of man described in Revelation is called Babylon, which is the city in Iraq. All uh, right? And, okay, now I'm going to read you a few other things now here. You've probably seen this one. I can't remember where I got this. Israel is a nation most often mentioned in the Bible, but you know which one is second? It's Iraq. However, that is not the name used in the Bible. The names used in the Bible are Babylon, the land of Shinar, Mesopotamia. The word Mesopotamia means between two rivers, more exactly between the Tigris and the Euphrates River. The name Iraq means, means country with deep roots. That's what it means. Indeed, Iraq is a country with deep roots and is a very significant country in the Bible. No other nation except Israel has more history and prophecy associated with it than Iraq. And this is something also to think about. Um, I'll read it. Uh, this is just an interesting aside. America is typically represented by an eagle. Saddam Hussein should have read up his Muslim passages. The following one is taken from the Quran, the Islamic Bible, Quran 9.1. For it is written that a son of Arabia would awaken a fearsome eagle. The wrath of the eagle would be felt throughout the lands of Allah. And lo, while some of the people trembled in despair, still far more rejoiced for the wrath of the eagle cleansed the land of Allah and there was peace. Now, we know that's the Muslim Bible, but just interesting, <laughs> interesting. Uh, he, Saddam Hussein should have been reading that, right? Anyway, Iraq, Iraq, Iraq. It's also no accident, no accident that the Pope today is in Iraq. Finally got back to, a Pope finally got back to Iraq today. He, and he's, he's at the palace today and he's, he's calling, he's calling for, uh, he's holding an in, interreligious service calling for you know peace between the religions he's laying the foundation for the one world religion one world religion which we see in the book of revelation and there can only be one person that heads that up and that is the leader of the roman catholic church an apostate pope don't listen the 
true Roman Catholics who have put their faith in Jesus Christ, saved by faith, trusting in Jesus Christ, putting the Bible over the words of the Pope, they are not going to be fooled by this apostate Pope who helps establish this, leads this one world religion. They're not going to be deceived, just like they're not deceived by this, this false Pope right now. This guy is false. Look at all the things he's teaching that go against the Word of God. And now he's got the nerve to say every... Christians should be taking this vaccine, this COVID vaccine, even the vaccines that use aborted babies technology in their development and study and testing. It doesn't matter. The greater good outweighs the baby that was killed, the babies that are killed, the greater good. He says it doesn't matter. Unbelievable. I would rather be dead to take a vaccine that used aborted babies. I'd rather die and be in God's presence. What's the point of living another 10 years and showing up and saying, oh God, here I am, I lived another 10 years on earth using murdered babies to live another 10 years. Or, and here's the blood on my hands. Are we gonna, you would think, hello, hello. I'd rather stand before God with clean hands. And, and, but this is a false pope and he's teaching against the Bible, false teaching. He's a false teacher and this very and he could be or someone like him is going to head up the one world church a, a false church but the true roman catholics and the true evangelical christians the true ones are going to stand together against this guy we're going to be persecuted but we're going to stand together against this guy and i thank you barbara kerr for giving me the information about the pope meeting in iraq she uh, emailed me this morning and I was able to follow this whole story up. Thank you, Barbara Kerr, uh, for all your encouragement there. But it's no accident that he's in Iraq. Listen, who, is it, Babylon could be rebuilt if it's not symbolic, if it's literal, which I think it probably is. Boom, rebuilt. He, he'll be back there again. Uh, it could happen. Also, in John's day, talking about the, the uh, Euphrates River, that's where the Parthians were located. They were the world's most feared Calvary. The, the Calvary, the, the Rome never conquered them. And wait till you see the, the Calvary that comes over the Euphrates again. Once again, the Parthians were a type of what we're going to see coming over that border today. Let's look at verse 15. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their number. Here's the Calvary. 200 million of these, the, 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 these Calvary, uh, attackers are going to come over the, the Euphrates here. Uh, it, it's crazy. They were, they were like leashed, vicious, Dogs kept chained by God for this time and purpose, and now he sets them loose. They're going to kill one-third of the humans left on earth. Just like the, 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 the bonic plague killed a third of Europe, they're going to kill a third of the, the earth. It's already happening. I just read the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee this morning said it's already being fulfilled. The Bee reports that nine billion are already dead or dying because of the mask reversal in Texas. Did you read that? It's a satire, <laughs> and, and and that's what people are saying. The whole world's going to be wiped out because they've reversed this mask mandate. Uh, it, that's a satire, by the way, Babylon B. But they speak the truth because it shows how ridiculous these these comments are and, and the craziness that's going on. But the, the, listen, the mask reversal is not going to kill them. This is what's going to kill so many people. We already saw. Now follow this here. We already saw that the four horsemen of the apocalypse killed one quarter of the earth's population if that happened right this moment we have almost eight billion people that would be two billion people killed by the four riders of the apocalypse that means that six billion would be left 
for this next wave. A third of the remaining 6 billion would be 2 billion more killed here by this sixth trumpet judgment, okay? Which means that you're going to be, will be left, right? If it happened today, 4 billion people would be left. That's half of the population of the earth will be wiped out by these, these judgments so far. God, <clears throat> here in the book of Revelation, is purging the earth. You've heard about the purge? Well, God's the one who's going to be doing the purging. And, and he's going to purge the earth of the recalcitrance and prepare it for the millennium. And he's beginning this process. Listen to my last sermon in Revelation part 1 where I talked about the fifth trumpet. As Christians, we are either going to be already raptured, like I already mentioned, or we're going to be protected. Uh, we're going to either be raptured because it's pre-trib or mid-trib, which gives us a 66% chance of being gone. But even if we're kept here, we'll be protected from God's wrath. Just like in the Exodus, we saw that protection. We're going to be protected from God's wrath, just like the Jews were protected during the, the ten plagues of the Exodus. That's the reason why you better put your faith in Jesus Christ now. No, first of all, because there could be, there could, we could be taken anytime, anytime, taken up or taken out anytime. Uh, you know, we could die anytime. We could be raptured anytime. We better put our faith in Jesus now. But this chapter is all the more reason why you better put your faith in Jesus because you want to be either gone or under God's divine protection during this time. So they says he says here also there's 200 million mounted troops. Remember the Parthians, a fearsome mounted troops. Some think this must be the Chinese army because they already have an army and a militia of that size. They're the only ones who could put together an army or militia of that size. But uh, And they could be wearing futuristic body armor and weapons described. That's a possibility. <clears throat> but these are probably demonic creatures. The four demon generals have probably brought their horde with them. Look at the description of them in verses 17 to 19. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue and yellow sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions and out of their mouths came fire, smoke and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire. Killed by the three plagues of fire. I'm going to make sure I get the right verses. Smoke and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails for their tails were like snakes having heads with which they inflict injury. Very likely a demonic wave. The first, remember the first wave last time could only torment, but this group kills. This group kills. There's no, it's beyond torment now. Now they're actually killing, murdering people. And then we see, look at, with this going on, <clears throat> with this going on, <clears throat> look at the four billion people that are left on earth. If you subtract the Christians, maybe there's, you know, uh, three and a half billion, whatever. You know, look what they, look what they do. You would think that they, God would have their attention now, right? But look what they do. The rest of mankind, verse 20, that were not killed by these plagues, still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. If you worship an idol, you're worshiping demons. It can't get any more clear than that. That's right. Every other religion besides Christianity is worshiping demons. Demons. All idols are demons. And every other false religion is started by, by demonic creatures that want to be worshipped, that want to take the focus off of Jesus Christ. But the Bible, look what they did. They didn't, their response, the survivors, the half the people left on earth did not repent. 
The Bible teaches that we must put our faith in Jesus Christ in this life or we will spend our eternity in hell separated from God. That's right. You must put your faith in Jesus here before you die. And if you don't, if you don't for any reason, you will spend eternity in hell separated from God. Now, there's, that's such a horrible thought. It's horrible. I can't, I just don't even like to think about it. It's such a horrible thought that many say God will give people a second chance. God's going to give everybody a second chance, right? Well, first of all, the Bible says no way. Hebrews 9.27, just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. And after that to face judgment. There is no reincarnation. There is no second chance. There's no second chance. That's it. But even if there was a second chance, it wouldn't matter. They would refuse that second chance. How do we know it? Because of Revelation 9. If someone were offered a second chance in hell, they would still refuse, refuse it. We know this from, we know this from Revelation 9. That's how we know four billion people still alive have experienced hell on earth. Hell on earth. And they're given a chance to repent and they refuse. They refuse. In fact, we already saw it in Revelation 6. The only prayer that they will pray, they won't pray the prayer of repentance. They won't pray the prayer of putting their faith in Jesus Christ. They won't pray the prayer of faith. No, in Revelation 6, verse 16, we see the only prayer that these people will pray. They call to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? The only prayer they pray is, rocks fall on us, hide us. Don't let me see him. Don't let me see Jesus. Crazy. I remember that movie, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. And remember the, the hero in I Am Legend? Uh, Will Smith was the, the hero. And, and he comes with a cure. And he's offering the cure to these zombie creatures. And, and he has this blood that can cure him. He's like, I have the cure. I can heal you. And what do they do? Oh, thank you. No, they viciously attack him. They end up killing him. He ends up... Well, I don't want to wreck the movie, but it's been out for a while. Uh, he ends up blowing them up and him up, but he saves that vial of blood and sends this, this, this lady off with it, and she saves mankind with this, this blood. Jesus. The blood of Jesus, right? But they wouldn't accept the cure because they were vicious zombies, so demented that they didn't want the help. They'd rather die. You know, they'd rather stay in their zombiness, right? And and that is a picture of what the earth is like. That is a picture of the human race without the grace of Jesus Christ, without the Holy Spirit touching somebody's heart and, and, and transforming it. it. It's impossible without God choosing to do that. It's impossible. It says they wouldn't repent. The word in Greek is metaneo. It means to change your mind Metanoeo. It's been a while since I did my Greek pronunciations. Uh, but it means to change your mind or your direction. And he talks about five sins that they would not repent of. And we can see these five sins today as in our, the USA today in the craziness today and people pleading spiritually with people to repent and stop doing certain things and and instead of repenting we see it gaining momentum in the usa today it's like a tsunami coming and, and the first one is idolatry verse 20 idolatry we all have a desire to connect with god we're 
created that way, with a desire to connect with God, but Satan's goal and the demon's goal is to draw us away from God, to deceive us, to give us counterfeits, to turn us to counterfeits, which in the end are empty and they're just lies, right? And, and Satan has always used idols, which are demonic demonic. That's all they are. They're demons. And it's interesting that all the earth is worshiping demons, really. And then God uses these same demons to, to, to judge them, to attack them, to show them what they're really worshiping. And idols are very big today. There's plenty of idolatry, New Age movement, uh, all the Eastern religions coming into the United States. But not everything, uh, you know, not everything is a, a, an, an idol of gold or silver image, but it's usually bought with silver or gold. What, what has the coronavirus and the effects shown us today. It's really tough, but the one positive thing is it's showing that idols are worthless. All the things we depended on, our, our things, our cars, our houses, our, you know, our, our, you know, toys, our accomplishments, idols, anything that we put before God, anything we, we, we depend on and emotionally connect with in place of God is an idol. And, and the coronavirus has showed us that they're empty, but not all idols are material. It could be anything or anyone that we use to meet our needs apart from Jesus Christ. It could be things we buy, could be the phones, could be food, could be sex, could be drugs, any kind of pleasure, could be drugs, any... And it's self-destructive because it separates us from God. It kills us spiritually and often kills us physically. These are the idols that the people wouldn't repent of. And we see in the USA today, so many will not repent of. Also, number two was murders. Murders. It, in the countries of where idols are everywhere, life is cheap. I was in India and... Lots of Christians, lots of revival going on in India. Very exciting. But their idols are everywhere. Millions of idols. Different types of idols. Millions of different types of idols. Forget how many idols there are. Many, 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 many hundreds of millions of idols there. And, <clears throat> and life is cheap there. Because, you know, the whole thing that, you know, reincarnation and, you know, it doesn't matter if you die and you don't have to help that person who's starving or, or sick, you know. That's that's their karma, right? They got to live with that. Uh, and life is cheap in a place where there's lots of idolatry. We are seeing that happen in the USA today as we turn away from the one true God to idols. We are losing our concept of the sanctity of life that we have always held to as Christians here in the USA. The, the murder rate in the USA is skyrocketing. Kids have no morals or conscience. They're being raised without that. I'm sure the video games shooting people 24-7 doesn't help. But, but it, there's no conscience. There's no concept of sanctity of life. You know, you, you, even the, the so-called Black Lives Matter and social justice movement, who, who's so upset about uh, people being shot police, which is horrible. Nobody, nobody should be shot unjustly. Well, we won't even go there. But, but, but being so upset over a few people shot. But I ask these same people, what about the seven thousand young people that were murdered by by blacks in the you know in your culture? Oh, it doesn't matter. That's our tribe killing our tribe. We're allowed to do that. I'm like, are you crazy? Where's the sanctity of life? Where that that is that is that is hypocrisy. Those lives are just as important as someone who's shot by a policeman, which are a handful, by the way. The 7,000 lives are just as valuable. That, that is, that there's no concept of that, that there's, they don't care about them murders. They don't care. 
That's because the whole social justice movement doesn't care. And it comes out even bigger with abortion. Social justice supports abortion, the killing of babies. Over 60 million babies have been killed in the United States today, which is shocking, staggering, the, the murder. And, and, and yet the social justice movement supports abortion. <laughs> Hypocrites. Hypocrites complete hypocrites and and the black lives matter movement supports abortion also are you kidding me one third of all abortions have been black babies 12 percent of the population is 33 34 35 percent up to 38% of the abortions now are black babies that means 20 million black babies have been killed by abortion and that's okay that's okay black lives matter supports that listen I don't have anything to do with you I will stand with anybody who believes that all black lives matters. All black lives matter. That's who I will stand with. And there's a lot of black people that I know that do believe that. A lot of African American true Christians. Not these fake Christians. I'm talking about true Christians that know that all black lives matter. The young people being killed have to be protected. That these, these babies being aborted have to be protected. That is the truth. And that's who I join hands with because I believe all black lives matter. And I'll do anything to protect all black lives. That's what I will do. But this spirit of murder has permeated even is abortion and even social justice has permeated our society. Social justice. Give me a break. Reproductive justice. Killing babies. Hypocrites. And you're going to be judged by God. And we see this here in Revelation. Judged by murders. And you won't repent. Those who won't repent. I can't believe the people won't repent about that. They get harder and harder. And that because you are being prepared for the sixth trumpet judgment. And it's coming, baby. It's coming. Then they also won't repent. The third thing is magic arts. Talking about witchcraft. You know, we live in New Hope. It used to be huge. Thank God it's starting to ease up. But it used to be the witchcraft capital of the East Coast. And then, oh my goodness, have we seen it all. The use of, but they're talking here and about witchcraft and the use of amulets and magic charms. Uh, we see this all over the USA today now, don't we? The whole New Age movement and even the overtly the occult. God is going to judge and here the final judgment. The, 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 the hammer is going to slam down in this sixth trumpet. And also connected with this, the Greek here for magic arts is, it, it involves uh, the word pharm, pharmakon. Pharmacon, which is where we get the word pharmacy from. And that what they would do is they would use drugs to call up demons and communicate with the gods, which we know are demons, the demonic worship. And drugs do that. Listen, if you use drugs, I don't care if it's pot, we're legalizing pot, you're legalizing demonic worship. It opens doors. I even see Christians, Christians selling CBD oils and all this garbage, these ministries selling it. You have fallen into a demonic trap. Drugs, whether it's marijuana or up the ladder, it all opens a demonic door, a demonic doorway. In the USA, uh, the, the, the idols have left us empty and people are trying to fill that hole with counterfeits, with drugs, with bondage. That's why there's such a bondage. I, I know, I've talked to people who use the drugs. They saw the demons, scared them back to Jesus. Believe me, I've, it, it's demonic, but we will, it's, we're not going to repent. We can see it now. It's not going to happen. We're going sliding further. Our politicians are trying to legalize drugs. 
Un, are doing that. Unbelievable. God's judgment is going to fall because it's idolatry. Sexual immorality, the fourth thing. Whew, well, how do I even get started? How do you even start? The word for sexual immorality in the Bible is any sexual activity outside of a husband and wife relationship. Anything. Premarital sex, pornography, self-sex, uh, that comes with a, you know, hand in hand with a pornography is a self-sex, that's sin, uh, adultery, homosexuality, bisexuality, any kind of transgender sexual activity, whatever you want to call it. It is demonic pedophilia, which they're trying to call intergenerational intimacy and legalizing in the USA. It's coming. They're trying to legalize it. It's unbelievable. It's all sin. Any sexual activity, mind, body or spirit outside of a husband and wife, a pure husband, wife, sexual relationship, love relationship, anything is sexual sin and it's going to be judged. It's very judged very seriously. It comes from the Greek word porne, which is where we get porn, pornography from. We see it on the, flooding our country in the USA today with the computers and the TVs and the phones. It's poisoning our country and we're going to reap going to reap what we sow it's demonic pornography is demonic if you knew the things i've dealt with with through pornography with people embedded in that and the demonic manifestation it is demonic just like drugs pornography all sexual sin is being driven now by demons i'm telling you it's the, the hammer is going to fall if you think you're a christian and you're involved in sexual sin you better think again you better think again and, and, and no matter who you are i pray that you repent I know most of the world won't because it says here in Revelation 6 they won't. But I pray you, you will repent and do whatever you have to do to live pure. And the last thing is thefts. The last sin is thefts that they wouldn't repent of. Uh, you know, I've been watching these riots, you know. And I'm not talking about just the Capitol riot, you know, uh, you know, which was bad. I condemn completely the riot at the Capitol. But, but you know... Uh, like Babylon B said, the only thing they did, their biggest mistake is they didn't steal anything. <laughs> you know, the Babylon B satire, they're joking. They're saying it's bad to riot, but, but they didn't steal anything. All those riots for six months before that, burning buildings, stealing, stealing, stealing things, you know, uh, you know, pilfering and robbing and all that in the name of justice, you know. Are you kidding me? And, and, and no one says anything about that, but then there's one riot at the Capitol, which I co- totally condemn, by the way, completely condemn it, but I also condemn the six months of riots and stealing that happened before that. But it's total hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. And, and, you know, if you really care about justice, why are you stealing things here? It's lawlessness. The riots are just a preview. The riots, the so-called social justice riots, and the so-called Black Lives Matter riots, and not everybody in Black Lives rioted, but they were all under deception. They're all under deception because the Black Lives Matter, the the, the foundation planks were abortions, okay, and get rid of the, the fathers, get rid of the families, the, the patriarchal families. You know, this is the last thing we need to do to the, our black families and the black culture. They need their fathers, desperately need their fathers. That's why it's such a mess and in, in, in so much of, of the, the inner cities are such a mess. There are no fathers. God has ordained there to be fathers. And I know the godly black men that are saying the same thing out there and, and saying these things courageously, Tony Dungy and different ones I've mentioned before, courageously standing against these lies and God bless them. Uh, <clears throat> but 
But <clears throat> the riots are just a preview of what we're going to see. The, what happened in the capital and the craziness that happened there is just a preview of what is coming to this country, what's coming to the world, lawlessness, and, and the, the, the idolatry, the murders, the magic arts, the sexual immorality, the thefts. It's just a preview. <clears throat> and they wouldn't repent. <laughs> Even in the face of half the world being wiped out, they still won't repent. They just get harder and harder. Do you find that hard to believe? Look what's going on in our country. Look what's going on with the people who are anti-Christ and taking these positions that are anti-Christ. And it's not just the politicians, but it's the people. It's the religious figures. You have They just get harder and harder-headed and harder-hearted. Is it hard to believe? No. They wouldn't repent. But will we? Will you repent? That's what's going to happen in this world. That's what's going to happen in this country. It's already happening. But will you repent? Will you repent? Maybe you're listening to this and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never repented of your sin and repented of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ. You can do that now. You can do that now. You can escape hell on earth and hell for eternity now by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That's you. That's me. So loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. That's Jesus. He gave Him to die on a cross for us and rose him from, raised Him from the dead to prove He was His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes in Him will not spend eternity in hell but will have eternity in heaven. Life starting this very moment. You get a brand new life and it goes from now to all through all of eternity with Jesus Christ in us now and with Him someday in heaven if we will believe in Him. The word believe in the Greek means to put your faith in. It doesn't mean to know something in your head. It means to put your faith in. The word means it's actual faith. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Given your life to Jesus Christ? Repented of your sin? Only God can fill the hole in your heart. Only He can give you purpose. The idols are empty. He is the only one who can do it. He's the only one who give us protection in the tr- life's tribulations right now. And it's by having a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Having the Holy Spirit in our heart. He is the only one to, that will take us through the tribulation or whatever part of it we have to go through, whatever slice that is. 2020 was a warning to us. The world went crazy. We better listen. Have, are you ready to put your faith in Jesus Christ? I'm going to give you a chance to do that in one minute. I'm just going to, we're going to pray. But as Christians... What is, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? What do we need to repent of? What idolatry in our life? What murders in our life? Yeah, lots of Christians have been involved in abortion and other murders. You know, we have to repent of that. God will forgive anything. No matter what you have done, even a, killing a baby, God will forgive us. Yeah, we got to grieve it. And yeah, there will always be regret, of course. But someday, you, if you put your faith in Jesus, you, He will forgive you. And you will know you will be with that child in heaven someday. That's right, in heaven together someday. And it's all going to be okay. That's the only way it's going to be okay is through Jesus Christ. Are you, are you ready to repent of, of the magic arts, uh, of, of, of drugs and, 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 and new age garbage? Are you ready to repent of sexual immorality? Everything and anything that is not part of a husband-wife relationship, are you ready to live pure? And, and thefts, whatever God's re- convicting you of thefts, are you ready to repent now? To repent now. 
maybe there's something you need to walk away from. Maybe you need to get help. Find a Christian brother or sister, a pastor, a Christian counselor, someone. If you don't have anybody to talk to, email me. I'll get you connected with help. NHCC at Comcast.net. I will get you connected. Do we realize the bondage that the world is in and that we have the power of Jesus Christ to live free and to set others free sharing our faith? Let's pray. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us through His Word? Revelation chapter 9. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? As Christians, how have we been convicted? How do we need to repent now while we still can repent before we face God someday? What do we need to repent of? What, What stronghold do we need to break by God's grace? Are we willing to say, God, whatever it takes, no matter who I have to tell, I want to be free. I want to live free. I want to be ready for eternity. By living for you now. And while we're praying about that, making commitments, I throw out my computer, throw out my phone, whatever it takes, smash the TV, whatever it takes, remove this person from my life, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. While we're praying about that and committing to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to commit to, Maybe you're here listening to this right now and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You have never repented and put your faith in what Jesus did on that cross. You can do that now. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to jump through religious hoops. You don't have to work your way to salvation. It comes by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can believe in Jesus right now. It may be happening in your heart right now. The simple prayer of faith, God, I repent. I repent of my sin. Every sin I've ever committed or ever will commit, I repent I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. Forgive me because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross, I believe he died for me. I believe he rose from the dead for me. I give my life to him. I give my life to him. I put my faith in Jesus. Father, I pray that every person who hears us would put their faith in Jesus Christ, would be set free and be ready to be ready to be to face what's coming our way. I pray you give us supernatural grace in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have put your faith in Jesus, you've taken that step of faith. Something amazing has happened. The Holy Spirit's inside of you, you're a new person, you're gonna have a whole new life. You're not going to be able to live the way you used to live. The Holy Spirit's there now. There's conviction. There's power. There's peace. There's purpose. That's what you'll have. But I want to encourage you to tell somebody because you're going to need encouragement. You're going to need someone to come alongside you and and help you in the, the new life you're living. I want to encourage you on that. Let somebody know. And once again, if you don't have anybody to tell, tell me nhcc at comcast.net and I'll get you connected. I'll be excited for you to get you connected, okay? God bless. Get ready for Revelation chapter 10. Here we go.